Yes, you are, and aren't you better for it? That's right. Listen to John Turley, Sherry Elliker Show. Sherry out today, but oh, shakes here. You know him, you love him from the evening show. Follow him on Instagram at Desperate for Attention. Jacob. Desperate Jake. for Attention, Jacob. Yeah. yeah. There you go. That's it. You ready? Let's go. Yeah, diving in Uh-oh. Uh-oh, no. Remember when Jay Inslee, our governor, uh, had, an, had a big press conference in July talking about he was going to demand that uh, these, you know, these oil companies, he's going to demand transparency. We got this thing, Joe Mama? Yeah, here he is. Demanding yeah, sure. transparency. They need to be more transparent, more transparent. Fire that off from where you are, would you please, Joe? <clears throat> please. Any minute. Whatever. Hold, please. It's coming. It's coming. Please holding. Press conference. I can just reenact it for you if I you want. It. Here we go. We no, in no, Washington no, State will hold the oil and gas industry accountable for their pollution. Yeah. And we will hold them accountable for their price gouging. Yeah. And we're here to announce that this January, we will be taking action to introduce bills, forcing yeah. them to show us their books in total so that we can really assess how bad they're gouging us. Yeah. And we will be introducing bills first that demand transparency of this industry. Oh, transparency. So be upfront and be honest. So now we find out, and Todd Myers and the rest of the guys who are Washington Policy Center, that in 2015, Jay Inslee, or 2014, Jay Inslee's people told him, by the way, if you put this, you know, cap trade climate thing in place, about 44 cents additional on each gallon of gas. But we heard from the governor that it was only going to be pennies, only pennies, just going to be pennies. And then when somebody asked him about it, it was, I guess it was, um, who asked him about it the other day? Markovich. So this is, Markovich was asking about it. You know, he this said, This is um, going to have minimal impact, if any, pennies. We're talking about pennies, pennies potentially. Not all of this would be passed off to the consumers. Why not? And what they would would be pennies. But the conservative-leaning Washington Policy Center disagrees. If you look at his own department's study and the intent of his law, it is to drive gas prices up so that use goes down and we would produce less CO2. It came out with new numbers based on the same Department of Ecology analysis the governor uses to justify his pennies comment. Here's the story. In 2014, they told him. And speaking of transparency... No transparency. He knew. He knew because ultimately, as Todd references there, they just don't want you to use gas. They're going to make it as expensive as possible for you to the point that it breaks you. So you go, well, I've got to give up that car. And then I got to go and get an EV, even though I can't afford it. And the maintenance on the thing is incredible and there's no place to charge it. We're going to force you out of your gas car and get you into an EV car. We're going to do it by raising the price so much. 43 cents, 46 cents. I think we're number one or number two in the country. Um, so there is no transparency. He knew. He also knew that he had to lie. That's a word that has been used by Washington Policy Center. That the governor lied to us when he said it's only going to be pennies. He knew. And when somebody asked him a couple of months ago, he blamed it on his – well, they didn't tell me. that The economists didn't – the people, that they didn't tell me that. I, I wasn't aware of that. So obviously he knew. But you can't be honest. You can tell somebody it's going to be 45 cents a gallon additional. People would go, you know, bonkers. But this is what we get.
it's supposed to be even higher. Like when you start looking at the projections that they have, I mean, like you don't know, we don't know what gas is going to cost in a few years, but their projections show that by 2030, which used to sound like a million years from now and is now just a couple uh-huh. of years, those, those increases could go up to like over a dollar, like a dollar fifty a gallon. And that's just going to be what we're paying extra. Right. And they're going to take the money from us and then they're going to spend it on EV buses and a bunch of other crap that people don't want. The good news is that if you're one of those people that signed, one of the 400,000 people that signed the initiatives that came out, one of them is to get rid of it. In 2018, they asked uh, folks, um, I think it was 1631, yeah, carbon tax. 2018, it was uh, uh, House Bill 1631, the carbon tax initiative. Uh, 56% of you said no. Uh, 43% said yes. So when you were asked about it in 2018, you said no. You're going to get a chance to answer again in November, and hopefully your answer is no again. Don't do that to us. You're not really having any effect if this is your religion and we don't want to worship at your church. At least not At least not be paying for it. You know, If they want to do it, that's fine. They can do what they want, but don't make us pay for it. It's too much money. It's just too much money. <laughs> well, wait, 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 wait. Where they can do what they want? Where do they can? I mean, do like, I understand. Do they I, no, I understand that Jay Inslee feels very passionately. I don't know if it's if it's profit motivated or whatever it is. If it's just purely political, whatever it is, and he's retiring, so I really don't care what Jay Inslee thinks anymore. But uh-huh. he feels like he's doing something for the future. That's fine. You can do that. But when he starts asking us to foot the bill, then I think we all have the right to say whether or not we want it or not. What a bunch of hogwash. There you go. All right. Yeah, exactly. Hogwash. <laughs> hogwash. The other part of it is, is like, here's, here's the other weird thing. It's like, so they're gouging us. What does gouging mean? And when they use terms like, you know, uh, obscene profit, what's an obscene profit? And how do you define gouging? By the way, they were gouging us, and guess what? The prices come down. So I guess they were greedy uh, before taking all of our money. But now across less, the United now States. Now less greedy. <laughs> less greedy. Why are they less greedy? Well, it's because they're being called out. The price. No, because people, oh, right. they've been called out for price gouging. So now they got to pull back for a little bit until we forget that they're doing it and they'll price gouge I mean, again. Here's the thing. I understand you've got this idea that you're going to save the world coming out of Washington with this. But how dumb do you think we are? First of all, you lie very, to us and say, think oh, we're this, very is, dumb. this is because of Ukraine. Well, why was it only high in Washington when it was lower in some other states? Was the Ukraine war only affecting Washington? Then they lied to us about the pipeline. You're right. Ukraine war did not affect anyone in Idaho, apparently, because gas is way <laughs> cheaper than Idaho. Oh, I looked it up. So, man, I would love this. Texas is $2.60. Mississippi's two seventy. Arkansas, two seventy two, And Kansas and Alabama. Ohio, two eighty. California, this is of a... Uh, a couple weeks ago is 470 then hawaii is 470 washington is 426 so we get a chance to enjoy um jay inslee's religious cult of uh, climate change thank so. you inslee it's very exciting and the other weird part of it is you realize it it removes money from the 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 people of washington so you were going to spend money on something else now you don't have it you're putting it into the tank it also affects how people apply for jobs do i want to go get that job if it means i have to drive another 20 miles which if you do the math then by the end you're actually making less money unless right because i got my first two hours of work to pay for gas you're not you're less likely to drive somewhere to go get that job to apply for that job it just puts a giant constriction on the U.S. economy. If you remember when they called all the uh, oil company 
executives in and they're all in Congress and they're all yelling at them about, you know, you do realize what you're doing to us and you're, you're destroying the economy by raising these prices. And they ask them, you know, how did you get here? Did you fly here? Did you drive here? Remember, they're all like, uh, I flew here. Oh, okay. See that? And it's like, I rode my bike. I walked. <laughs> right. There you go. You feel better. I crawled here on my hands and knees to make <laughs> all you guys feel better. All right. Well, let's listen. That's the, that's the governor. That's your man right there. People have known this for years. It doesn't really matter. They'll continue to vote uh, for his um, his arch nemesis, which is Bob Ferguson, who has his own problem with the whole uh, turkey chicken thing. Which, by the way, Washington Times or Seattle Times, why not pick up that story? Well, we did it bit, yesterday. That's not an interesting story. You can't talk about that story. Oh, okay. By the way, I've asked a couple of people I know that don't make enough money to please fill out the little form and get themselves the check. So they've got 50 bucks coming you know what? I, to a whole bunch of people. I got a uh, I got a text message on my show last night. Kyra Knights with Jake Scoreheim. Check it out. Get the yeah. podcast if you get uh -huh. a chance. Mm -hmm. um, she texted in and she said, uh, I just got a check. for. She's part of this. She falls into that income bracket. She's a uh -huh. uh, single lady. She's a widower. And she got a check for her husband, who has been dead now uh -huh. for a year and a half. And I'm just oh, like, she's like, I'm going to just throw it away. I'm like, no, spend that money. But then she reminded me, she goes, well, in our state, it's actually illegal to spend checks of somebody who's passed away. So um, I now advise her, don't spend that money. And, you know, it, take a picture of it, though. It's, did you did you see Jim Walsh texted me at midnight last night? He he uh, got one for his wife who passed away in a car accident right. 14 months ago. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They're getting these names from uh, the credit card Experian. company, right? Yeah. Asperium, yeah. Yeah. So that's what they paid those guys to get all the names of everybody so they could send the checks out. And apparently they're sending them to people that uh, can, really can't use them. Can I ask you a question? So uh, I'm, sure you guys yes. I'm sure you guys covered this yesterday, but I didn't get to chat about it with you. Oh. You have a, you have a, I mean, this is what his job is, right? Attorney General Bob Ferguson, this is not the first time he's done this. He sent out checks like this before for cases that he's won on behalf of Washingtonians. And then the mm -hmm. check goes out with his name on it. Do you think it's a fair criticism, though, that the checks that he's sending out now and some little note along the way that's saying, oh, hey, this is for me, Attorney General Bob Ferguson, because he's running for for office, do you think that's fair that people are criticizing him for that? Does it seem weird to you? You have to, somebody has to sign the check, so I don't have any problem with his name being on it. The problem I have with it was the additional letter that went with it, which read like a campaign solicitation, even though I've sent you the money. Hey, I'm Bob Ferguson, and I'm working hard yeah. as your attorney general, and I've done this and done that, and I've done this, and I sued these people, and they were causing great harm to you. So, by the way, here's 50 bucks. Oh, here's 120 bucks. The problem is it just sort of smells a little bit. The question I asked yesterday, we're still trying to figure it out. When did the state of Washington get the $40 million? Did they get it at the end of January of last year, which I think they did. You have to remit the thing within a certain period of time. Did they get it at the end of January? If they did, why do they hold on to it until just before Christmas? Everyone received the check. So the question would be, <laughs> did you send it out? Boy, that's just nice so like, him. oh, look at this. Yeah. Look at this right around Christmas. I get $50. I don't even like tuna, and I'm allergic to chicken or something. But I never ate chicken, or I never ate the tuna. But here's $50. Who did it come from? Who's this, who's this benevolent oh, it, oh, it, Mr. Ferguson who sent it to me? It came from, it it came from Mr. Ferguson. Wait a minute. And Mr. Ferguson's running for governor. You know what? I'm going to vote for him. God bless him. I'm going to vote for him. God bless, God bless him, him, Mr. Ferguson. God bless him, everyone. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.
Exactly. It's just crazy. Hey, like nobody on his team. Why did nobody on his team go like, hey, by the way, uh, Attorney General Bob Ferguson, which they're all supposed to call him the full title yeah. every time, I'm sure. Uh-huh. Attorney General yeah. Bob Ferguson. Uh, yeah. Do you think it's a little weird that right now, because you're running for your election uh, or election for governor, maybe you shouldn't send it out because it looks a little fishy that you're doing this and it looks like a little underhanded and a little mm. uh, political. Nobody on the whole team just said, you know what, just send the checks out. Well, he said, he said, you know, yeah, it looks funny. I get why people are complaining, but this is politics. Yeah, but he wasn't running for governor 10 years ago when when he references the last time he did this. Right, but I guess, apparently, and this is what Jim Walsh said, he didn't he didn't break the law. Like, it's not illegal. No, it's not it's against it's the law. It's super shady, but it's yeah. Just, it looks yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, what looks bad? Depending on who you're asking. Listen, when you are so in the bubble as these guys are, it doesn't look bad. It's just what you do. It's like, you know, when you have one party running an entire state or city, as you have in some places like Chicago and others, where it's just a hundred years of Washington or Washington, this is what you get, right? This is what you get. So, you know, no one's going to say anything. This is just the way things work. So Billy Joel's coming to town. I'm going to go tickets if possible. I don't know when they go on sale, but Billy Joel, the guy to see, because this is probably the last tour. My least favorite song of Billy Joel's right now. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Joe, why were you upset that Billy Joel, they did a press conference on w- Billy Joel coming? I wasn't upset. I was just a little surprised. And I like Billy Joel. I know a lot of people do, but it just, when they, because they, they preceded it with like, oh, big announcement coming. We're going to do a press conference. There's a big concert. So I'm thinking like, okay, was this Taylor? You just thought it was overblown? I just, I just didn't expect it. I was like a little underwhelmed that it was Billy Joel. I don't know who I was expecting, and but they, you know, they they set it up like, hey, we, this is a massive announcement. Who, who would have excited you if they had this press conference? I don't. Oh. honestly, nobody. Like, but I expected like <laughs> okay. a Taylor. I expected like a Taylor Swift or something like that. Or yeah. Pearl well, she was, Jam. She was or just something. in town. Yeah. Pearl Jam. I, I, I Jeez mean, Louise, just, what year know. is it? Yeah. <laughs> I guess Billy Joel. Same question. What year is it? Yeah. Uh, Dory was it? You guys, you guys remember how massive uh, of a fan Dory was of Billy. Loved Joel. him. Yeah. Yes. Couldn't, couldn't be. If Dory was still with us, this would be what he would be talking about all day. Is that Billy Joel's coming to town? The last time he was here was eight years ago. And uh, so you think this is his farewell? Did it say that this is a farewell tour? Or are you just thinking based on his age? I think he's getting tired. He's no longer doing Madison Square Garden shows like he used to. The problem was that Billy Joel, long time ago, his manager stole like millions of bucks from him. He sued him for like $90 million. So Billy Joel had to go back out on tour, try to make some of the money back. Then his manager sued him back again. The most he got was about $8 million, and then his manager sued him for 30 and then that thing got dismissed. Billy Joel lost a lot of money to this guy. He was investing a whole bunch of things, lending money out to other people. Taking money from Billy Joel, not telling Billy where it was. This was Billy made, Joel made a lot made of, off, yeah. right? Just his manager? Was it, this was he no, was no, no, it was his manager. It was oh, okay. his manager. Here's one of my favorite. This is a my brother and I had this album. This is Cold Spring Harbor, one of his first ones. He talks about the technical problems with it, but it's got great songs in it. First solo album, Cold Spring Harbor. Was there a problem with the release of that? And is there anything from that album that you? I love this album, even though today, like now, still. Uh, Cold Spring Harbor was. The first album I did as a solo artist, I was trying to be a songwriter. I was about 20, 21 when I wrote the album, so 70, 71. The album was mastered fast. Mother so, Acetate, the mother record. And there's something wrong with the machine, and it got speeded up. So it came out like, she's got a way about her. I don't know what it is, but I know that I can't live without her. And I yeah. always had a difficult time listening to the material on that album because it was mastered uh, fast, and it was just a, a total screw-up. It's a technical screw-up. So, um, was it? 
But that's probably the song I like the best. I think that 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 song, uh, she's got away. When he heard the album, somebody he had it with him, and he had heard it, and then he went outside and threw the album down the street. <laughs> Your brother, or Billy Joel? No, Billy Joel. No, okay. he never. We didn't care. We were such huge fans, and they said that these are not the best of times. They're the only times I've ever known. I love. I'm who, going who, to Billy Joel. Who was he married he to? Who Almost three hours. Uh, 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 Christy Brinkley, yeah. almost three hours. It's almost a three-hour show. The guy, and he plays everything. Can you imagine all of it? The musical and talent. When they do... What musical talent does for somebody's attractiveness? He married. <laughs> he married Claudia Schiffer. Is that was, was that her name? Cindy no, Cross. Christy right. Brinkley. Christy, Brin Christy, Christy Brinkley. Brinkley. Christy Brinkley. He married Christy Brinkley. That little guy. That's amazing. Good for him. They're divorced, though, right? They got divorced. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Well, there, there's this. There's this whole relationship in less than 15 seconds. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I'm ugly just, guy like, marries for, pretty girl. Well, not yes. for anybody listening though. Like learn a learn a learn an instrument. Yeah, go to play the piano. Chicks dig musicians. Yeah, my voice did not crack like that. <laughs> friend of mine, friend of mine was an ER doctor in Aspen, and this woman comes in. She had a messed up, broken leg or something like that, and he's got a scissors and he's cutting up her uh, her ski pants. He's cuts, 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 cuts. He's all the way up to like you know the uh, underwear area, and he looks up and he realizes, oh my god, it's Christy Brinkley. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. I've had him tell that story like a million times. It's not where I thought that story was going. No, I mean, <laughs> where do you think it was going to go? I don't know. It's family show. Bop, 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 bop. Jake's in for Sherry. Thanks, everybody, for writing to us. It's good and good for you. Come on in. Uh, MyNorthwest.com. One way to get to us. Muckleshoot Casino Resort, although the state, uh, that's the, um, boy, that's an old habit. It's the Muckleshoot <laughs> Resort Casino. Yes. yes. Muckleshoot Casino Resort. It is the... Um, Text line. Uh, stop from the music ones. You know what happened? I have uh, Tylenol. I need to take Tylenol because I have a little bit of a fever. Uh -oh. we got two different types of Tylenol. we got Tylenol PM and just regular old Tylenol. Oh, boy. I took three Tylenol PMs. Oh. Nice. It's going to be a fun show. <laughs> I am... Woo. Muckleshoot Casino Resort. <laughs> That's the text line. one 976 I am... I can see... I, oh, I am barely hanging on. I can see. If anybody has a chance, uh, you want to go oh. on the MyNorthwest.com right now and find the streaming line, oh. and you can see a video of John right now who looks a little bit sleepy <laughs> because he's actually I sleeping. I, I took it, and then I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stick my finger down my throat. I'm going to pick myself through up. Yeah, so smart. I did that. That didn't work. Then I found like a like a skewer that we make shish kebabs with. Stop. I'm poking around with that oh, thing. Oh, and I'm like, oh. That's oh, the, we don't advise that. <laughs> Very dangerous. <laughs> and then I remember my one of my favorite scenes in James Bond. where um, Oh, I yeah, know I know you, what you're going to say. Why'd you're you drink right. a martini? Yeah. You, James, you drank it a martini. You knew that it was going to be poisoned, but you drank it anyway. Then he realizes he got poisoned, so he quickly takes the salt. So he cool. Takes the he pours all the salt into a glass, and he drinks it. And that's what you do. But by the time I realized that, it already happened. I started to put thing in, I thought, eh. Were you actually going to try that? You are actually going to empty a salt shaker and drink and For the it? show, Jake, for the show. <laughs> no, here's a question for you, real, real quick question. Then we can get back to what we are going to talk about, but... Do you actually know that that works, or did you just see it in a oh, yeah. movie and assume it no, would no, work? No, no, no. I read. No, I well, everything in James Bond's real. Um, That's true. But yeah, 
Uh, you know, I read about it as well because my dog ate something the other day and I had to get my dog to throw up. And they said, that eh, might be too late, but salt was a thing. Or hydroperoxide was the other thing you could take to make yourself throw up. So I start to put it in there and I'm really oh, Lord, I'm starting to drink it. I'm like, eh, I just drink a lot of coffee. So now it's coffee against Tylenol PM. <laughs> who will win? Let's see who gets there first. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Now three Tylenol PMs guaranteed to knock you out in less than 35 minutes. I've had four cups of coffee, and I've spent the last 15 minutes on the toilet. Ongoing battle. We'll keep you updated throughout the show. All right. For a better, healthier life, I always go to NPR because nothing says fit, brawny guys that really know how to lift a lot of weights like somebody listens to NPR or reads the NPR blogs and the rest of stuff out there. So it's for the lazy person's guide to feeling better without working very hard. And they list a whole bunch of stuff like walking, uh, making your foot go up and down while you're sitting at your desk. That's another good one. Pet somebody else's dog. Pet somebody else's dog was weird. Another one that they highlighted, which I thought was, I don't know, I don't see the actual like physical benefit of this, but they say yeah. uh, this was after bobbing your leg up and down. These are very <laughs> lazy things. I mean, these are like super lazy things. Uh, the other one they said is, uh, this is listen to this one, um, stirring the pot while you cook. <laughs> yeah. How is that an exercise? I mean, this is just, this is lazy writing. Stirring the pot while you cook. That's just a requirement so you don't burn something. That doesn't make you a healthier person. Well, if you have a great big heavy, you know, giant, uh, I don't know, something heavy, 15, 25-pound piece of metal that you've got to spin around inside the pot, it could help. I saw this one thing. I started doing it 50-50-50. So it's 50 air squats, 50 push-ups, 50 seconds of a plank, uh, 50 um, lunges. I think that's... Yeah, yeah. Those are the those are the four, and those are just all things that you can do without needing any extra. You don't like need, you don't need a, a hotel, pull up bar. You don't need nope. weights or anything. Nope. Those are just that's just body nope. weight, right? And then I inject uh, fifty milliliters of NAC every day. Smart. And I put on tens of tons of testosterone. Every time I go to the doctor, she's like, "You have eleven percent body fat." I'm like, "And?" She goes, "And what?" And I go, "And how does that compare to everybody else? Well, why is that important to you?" I said, "Because it's like if you gave me the score and said, oh, the, uh, the Huskies scored 14. Well, that doesn't tell the whole story. What the other team score? I need to know what the other team scored. She goes, why are you so competitive about this? I said, I just want to know where I am. Where am I on the chart? If I'm 11% body fat, how many 61-year-olds have that? She goes, is it really that important to you? Can't Heck you yeah. just be set? Yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I want to know that. Like, I went to the dentist the other day, and she was telling me about my teeth. And I go, how does this compare to everybody else? How many age? people my age have all their teeth? I want it. Well... Pretty good. Set the bar. I was gonna set the bar that low. Well, I mean, okay. Well, whatever. Have, have as shiny teeth as you have. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 I try to explain. So both my dentist is, is a, a, a female, and my a doctor longevity is also a female. And I'm like, why is it hard for women to understand where guys want to know where they are? In only, you know, in every you know single what? competitive thing they could possibly be involved that's, in. That's so ridiculous, too, because there's nobody who's more competitive about looks and body shape than women, right? These doctors, I guarantee you, I guarantee you that they have these thoughts in their head. She's pretending like nobody cares about those things, but absolutely they care about these things. Hmm. Wow. Powerful take on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so powerful. Women do look at other women, like, for instance, women are the only the, the only species on the earth that think that other people will remember the dress that they wore two years ago. I can't wear that dress. Why not? I wore that a year ago. 
I'm like, so? I, w- I wouldn't remember no last gonna, week. No one's yeah, going no to remember what you wore. Nobody knows. No one's going to remember. But no, no, someone will remember. And then I, so I went to an event there with uh, at my niece's wedding and uh, talking to my sister. And she goes, oh, my gosh, that woman over there. Said, no. She's really nice. She goes, she wore the same dress to uh, to the to the event that we had like about a month ago as a Christmas party. How so dare. They, do they remember? Yeah, no, I guess somehow. They do. Somehow they're I all guess they do. Uh, but on this NPR article, they do talk about all these different ways you can get healthy and be lazy yes. about it. Um, you can also learn to. One of their suggestions is I thought this was kind of interesting and maybe actually good advice. They said learn the Japanese way of life. And apparently in Japan, their cities are actually constructed to encourage walking. So mm. they use a lot of mass transits. So they use a lot of uh, you know trains and buses and stuff like that. But everybody else really, I mean, once you're off of the train, you're walking. So you're, you're walking for an average of like six miles a day when you're in Japan yeah. uh, because you're just running errands and doing the things you have to do every day where you and I might be in a car. Or, All right, let me ask you this. Go yeah. to the airport. Do you use the escalator? Uh, of course, yeah. Okay. Uh, how about when you're going through an airport and they've got one of those moving sidewalks? Do you use that as well? I will use anything that makes my time through an airport quicker. If it's quicker to use the, like, you know, if I have to physically walk up the stairs, but, I have to, but I'm going to skip about 500 people on the stairs, I'll happily walk up the stairs. I'm not looking for ways to not walk. I just want to get through the airport as quick as possible. Okay. But even though you're going to sit on the flight for four or five hours getting absolutely zero exercise, well, you're going to get on the no, people no, the, mover area. There you're wrong, because I do what NPR tells me. I bob my knees there on the airplane. Oh. And I bring a pot with me, and I stir it, yeah. and yeah. I get a lot of exercise yeah. on the plane. How about that? There you go. Boom. Huh? <laughs> Boom. Boom on that one. Got I'm it. just watching you, John. I'm just waiting for you <laughs> to, fall, <laughs> to fall apart here. <laughs> Oh, my God. Do we need Seriously. to send some uh, counteracting medication your way? I don't know what that is. I don't know what you're talking about, Joe. I, I got a guy in Clay If you guys are not oh, you're, watching you're, you're on no. camera, you're missing a very, like, there's a whole 3D part of the show that they're missing. Watching you try to slap yourself This isn't helping. This isn't helping. Oh, All right. <laughs> <laughs> All you know what? There's only uh, there's only three hours and twenty minutes left in the show. Here we go. The Shark Kelly Sherry Elliger Show and Jake in for Sherry. Much appreciated. Thank you, Jake. So the story, there's always these stories about people that are lost at sea or something. This guy was lost deep sea fishing, but he was wearing a watch. So when he had the watch on, I guess he was able to catch the light and reflect back up, and then someone is able to find him. Is that it? That's all story? Uh, well, I mean, you Let's told to Nate you, the Beacon Plumbing Driving Desk. <laughs> you told it real fast. You could, you could like, you could slow it down. You know, maybe build it up and then, and then use some of those suspense stingers. Yeah, let somebody just dis- he no. he gets discovered. He's out there for twenty four hours. He falls off his boat. He's yeah. fishing. He's not a young man. Yeah. He's in his sixties. He's reeling okay. in a marlin. He thinks. I mean, it doesn't really matter. He got, yeah, yeah, whatever. Okay. He falls off his. Bo- he falls off his boat somehow. And his, he tries to swim for his boat. They still can't explain where the boat went, so that's kind of a curious part of the story. And they don't know, and they wait, don't wait, know where he it went. In the wa- was he in the water? He was floating in the water for 24 hours. Yeah, no, he wasn't like in his boat for 24 hours. That's not. That's a boring story. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. What, te- what temperatures is the water? Cold. It's very cold. How did he survive? Because of uh, of a miracle, John. He rode that marlin. Oh, yeah, back. okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, yeah, he, survived, right. he, he survived for 24 hours in yeah. the water. And he saw like a little island uh, far away, and he actually made a made okay. a swim for it. But the current 
dragged okay. him back out, took him away so he couldn't get to it. So now he's just floating there. As he's floating there, according to him, we don't know if this is true or not, but he claims that he was visited uh-huh. by a shark. Like a shark came up. Oh, come and, on, come on. No, I'm being serious. I'm being serious. <laughs> now, the shark didn't like save his life or anything. The shark probably was thinking about ending his life. Uh, uh-huh. He ended up not eating him, obviously, because we're telling the story yeah. right now. And so he's floating out there 24 hours. He was awake for two straight days because the day leading into it, he hadn't slept or something. I don't know the full thing. So he gets in the water. He's in there for 24 hours. And then there's these three guys that are fishing. You can explain yeah. why this, none of this happened in a minute. But No, uh, I know. I just, I just, I, there's so, okay, let me water, anything above, okay. There's three guys that are fishing and they see yeah. this glint from far off mm. in the distance and they don't know what it is. Yeah. Like it's like almost huh. a mile away and they go, oh, what is that? Mm. So they drive their right. boat towards the glint and as they get closer, they realize it's this guy and he's waving his arms and he's going crazy. Right, right, right. And then he says, oh, I'm so glad to see you. Obviously, he's glad to see him or save his life. And they said he was so cold, <laughs> to your point about hypothermia, they said he was so cold that he was like cold to the touch. So they all wrapped him in their clothes. They rushed him back and then the Coast Guard said, these guys saved his life. I mean, obviously, they pulled him out of the water, but they said the quick actions about wrapping him in this clo- in their clothes yeah. saved his life because he, he, he might have died from hypothermia and exposure I, and all I, this I, stuff. May, may, may I? May I? Yeah, 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 please. please. I mean, I don't mean to like, be an expert on this, but I did a story a long time ago on a guy named Robert Duncan. He's a former uh, Alaska Airlines pilot. He was seeing that people were getting in these Mustang suits, which is what you put on if you go overboard. You can last about maybe eh, maybe five hours in a Mustang suit or less. If you're in the water without anything, you're going to go about 15 minutes. You're getting hypothermia, even over even 70 degrees and under. You, you don't go very long. So he said to his daughter, this is many, many years ago, I'm going to put on some waders. I want you to bury me in the snow. He stuck a garden hose into the waders, and then he blew his air into the hose, kept his feet warm, and then invented this suit that will keep you warm for 24-plus hours if you ever go overboard. And the thing was called the uh, Thermoshield. Well, and it was like a, an amazing inv- – he took all of his money and put the whole thing into it. Yeah. And I went and did a story on him, and then I swallowed this device that would keep an internal temperature of my body. Swallowed And I was it. in a regular suit. I swallowed it. And I was in a regular suit, and he was in the other one. I thought you blew into it. No, to keep my temperature of my body, like my temperature and his temperature. He had, he had, he what, why you, ate what one, you, and I ate one. You're, you're, oh, I had a regular suit on. That tracks your body he had this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had, he had his special suit on, which you blow uh, out. Of. Okay. Your breath, Got your it. breath leaves your body yeah. at 88 degrees, circulates around this suit, so he's perfectly fine. And after about like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, I was completely you're out of it. They're, yeah. Yes, they're asking you math questions. Well, and this, do this and do that backwards and pull this, me out. This of the guy water. was in new, off the coast of New Zealand. I don't know if he had a hose or whatever device you're talking about. <laughs> But uh, he made it. 24 water hours, he made it. New Zealand, New Zealand waters can be kind of warm. Um, so, you know. There we go. All right. And it's there their summer, go. right? It's their summer right now. They're opposite of Okay, of okay. You know, I don't care. He might have had a hose. He threw love- the shark thing in there. No, no, no. no. The, the, shark shark thing's, they- the shark thing's real. Yeah, the shark thing's totally real. He's, I mean, according to him, why would he make that up? He could have been delusional, though. He's in the water for 24 hours. Who knows? Yeah, he had hypothermia. Yeah. Okay, You're right. Yeah, He's not thinking yeah. straight. I'm just a big fan of a guy that takes all of his money, puts it into this device, and nobody wants to buy it, and he's still pushing it for everybody and out there demonstrating it all the time. I think he's still doing it. but it I, was, I, uh, I don't understand the device. Was it, who's gonna? It's a suit. It's no, a no, big rubber suit, suit. But I'm saying, like, if it's he's... It's got tubes in it. You blow into the tubes. <laughs> Is he suggesting he, that everybody who gets on a boat 
in unfavorable water if, temperature, wear one of these suits and get you, ready to blow? If you are a commercial fisherman, you have to have a survival suit. The one they all use is the Mustang suit, which is doesn't do as well, won't keep you in the water and safe as long as his suit will. So, but everybody's like, yeah, we don't want that one. We'll just use the old Mustang suits because his suits cost like 1500 The Mustang suit is cheaper, and Mustang you know, has a lot of power and pull with the industry, so they basically block him from getting uh. his suit on board all commercial vessels. All right, there you go. Okay. The big, big suit right. conspiracy. <laughs> yes. I don't know why we didn't lead with that. Um, we'll do that next, let's do that next hour. Let's lead with that Start next hour.